Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. You know David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and you know we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown, and we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, as you can hear, we are on location, live at one of our favorite places in the world, at Hedonism 2 Resort on the beautiful Negril Beach in Jamaica. We are here with Topless Travel, and we are meeting some great sexy peeps. The beach and the sunshine are spectacular. It is like 80 degrees, sunny, and we are so happy to be here. So, are you dealing with the effects of sexual trauma or body shaming? Do you feel confined to your situation, afraid to venture too far into the realm of sexuality to avoid triggering those unwanted memories? On today's show, we're going to chat with a couple of Hedo newbies who have been able to unleash some of those obstacles that have held them back, building confidence and self-esteem, allowing them to experience a sexual awakening of sorts by pushing boundaries and supporting each other every step of the journey into a wider realm of sexual openness. Absolutely. But before we bring them on, as we do every show, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket. It is a must-have and now comes in four reversible colors because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils, silicone lubes and all other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And now we have a new sexy pink and blue reversible blanket, both colors representing the ribbons supporting breast cancer and prostate cancer. And to support the cause, we'll donate $5 from each blanket sold to a charity that helps cancer survivors get back in the sack. Because great sex matters and cancer survivors deserve it too. And you don't have to leave your home to get one. Simply go to Amazon and search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David, this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we're so excited to welcome today's special guests. Well, we're here at Hedonism 2, as we mentioned, and we have Jen and Eric, a couple who are enjoying their first trip to Hedonism in Jamaica, and we're going to find out all about their experiences here. How cool is it that we met another couple called Jen and Eric? Wow, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Yes, actually, uh, those are just aliases. Unfortunately, uh, Jen and Eric have uh, jobs and kids that uh, they can't come out to with related to the fact that they're here at Hedonism. So that's who they're going to be today. So guys, welcome. Thanks for taking time from uh, being naked on the beach to be on our show. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. So why don't you guys start by talking a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been together, how you met. Get back to the beginning. So we've been together, gosh, what is it? I'm 12, terrible 12 with years. numbers. 
years? We've been together 12 years, and uh, we met through a 12-step program, actually. Okay. Very cool. Yep. Started dating. Um, she thinks I was sneak dating her. I just loved ice cream, and so did she. So we went and got ice cream. Um, yeah, and then started becoming official. Uh, you know, uh, as you know, most relationships start out with a lot of passion, and we had a lot of passion. Um, so yeah, over 12 years we dated, uh, got married about seven years ago, um, went to Punta Cana for our honeymoon. Um, and is this the first marriage for both of you? Uh, I have a daughter from a previous engagement. Uh, she's 15 and a half now. Um, so yeah, I'd love for her to experience the, you know, feeling we get from lack of self-image issues, but not at 15, but it's in, in the near future. Hopefully she can experience what we've experienced. And how long did you guys date before you got married? Five years, was it? I think it was about two years, two oh. or three years. <laughs> That's a big gap. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> before we good. got engaged or before we got married? Before we got engaged. And then we were engaged for a year. Nice. Before getting married. Nice. Yep. Well, actually, we got engaged right here on that stage when he went down on one knee and proposed in front of everybody. Awesome. That's awesome. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem was she forgot to say yes, and well, someone yelled, say was, yes. Yeah. My I, jaw dropped. I, I was not expecting the it. The words did not come out of her mouth. And I oh, went, no. yes. <laughs> I'm sure of, you could tell from facial of. expressions <laughs> what the answer was. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sure. But they, the audience saying, say yes, say yes. <laughs> so, Jen, when you guys met, what, what did you find attractive in Eric? I found his sense of humor to be super attractive. And, of course, the looks were there. He was sexy, funny. It's a, it's a comical thing between us. I thought he was lying about his age. Because he is 12 years older than me, and when he told me his age, I just remember thinking, why is this perfectly fine guy lying to me about his age? I like him anyway. He doesn't have to lie about his age. But um, I, was, I was very attracted to the fact that he was so into me. Yay. Oh. That's very, very cool. So, you know, the world wants to know, does size matter? Size I guess might matter to the individual. For me, I've always told him that his cock is perfect for my pussy. That's what I say to this guy every day, all day long. Yep. He was even hoping that his cock would grow. And I'm there, no, it's not going to grow. <laughs> He's more work. Keep trying. I said this morning, no, I said this morning that my cock, when it's hard, has always landed in the same position just below my belly Because you know the mirror's on the ceiling? You can see it perfectly <laughs> when you lie back, right? So he's yes. like going, you know, my cock has always been so there. So I said <laughs> it's going to look bigger as I lose the 5 or 10 pounds I want, so my belly will get smaller and my cock will get closer to my belly button. There you go. And she said, no. well, if that's what's good for you, right. but it's still going to be the same size in my pussy. Yeah, <laughs> whatever motivates you to work out, right? Well, yeah, there's something, right? So when you guys were younger, and I don't know who wants to start, tell us a little bit about how you grew up. Did you grow up in an open-minded household? Um, uh, no. My parents were too busy arguing, oh. you know, throughout my teenage life. So I'm open-minded. No, they had their rules. They're old-fashioned, you know. Um, I'm 48 now. They're, you know, in seven, late 70s, 80s. So they would 
I don't even know if I'm going to tell them about this place. It'll be kind of hard to break it to them. But yeah. as far as the upbringing, no, there was, there was a lot of tension. So it wasn't really a lot of discussion with the parents about open-mindedness. I uh-huh. was just on WhatsApp with my mom, who's 81, and showing her around the resort. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I can do that to my parents yeah. one day, too. That'd be great. Yeah. It's, a, it's a phenomenal feeling. So. Well, we started telling our kids that we were going to naked places, and they're like, oh, gross. But they got used to the idea. Wait, wait, and then wait. Eventually... Let, let me just say something. I was showing her the beach. No, not, no people that are <laughs> no, here. No, but she knows who's here. I know you didn't expose any people, but she knows who's here. Anyhow, they're all used to it now. We, you know, we've been out for over 10 years, so... Yeah, they're used our to kids our discussions. Know. That's awesome. Yeah. All, our, all our kids have our waterproof blanket, whether they use it for their pets or for sex. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. So, Jen, what about you? Did you grow up in an open-minded household? I did not. No? It was very close-minded. Yeah, I was raised by my great-grandparents. And oh. so... Oh, my goodness. My great-grandfather is still alive wow. to this day. Holy when we you. get back, actually, from this trip, he's going to be celebrating his 103rd birthday. Oh Holy moly. The whole family's coming together. Overly, overly religious mm-hmm. and controlling just wow. from that era. Religious, of, uh, Catholic religious? Uh, Lutheran. So okay. as close to Catholic, I guess, as you can get yeah. without being so, Catholic. So growing up, when those sexual urges started showing themselves, what did you do? I did nothing. Oh, um, no. I experimented with myself. I relied on my friends, who I'm sure were terrible sources of information for me, but I didn't really have anyone who I felt comfortable talking to about So when did you start masturbating or self-pleasuring? I remember distinctly, my mom had these romance novels. Mm -hmm. And of course I was a kid, probably eight years old, having to take naps every day, which I hated. I love naps now. (laughs) And, uh, And I remember laying there looking at these romance novels and just starting to touch myself and starting to feel the tingle Mm -hmm. and those special feelings. Wow, at eight years old, that's like young. And I didn't know what... You didn't even start that young. What what is the usual age? I don't even know. know. And I say young. In my mind, it's young. I'm not an expert on masturbation, but... Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't even touch myself. We've had some on our show started at four or five years yeah, old. Yeah, we did hear that. I yeah. find that young also. Yeah. That's great, though. It's great that you did that. Yeah, yeah. I think I started masturbating when I was in my thirties. Honestly, oh, I didn't wow. have my first sex toy until I was in my thirties. Okay. So I was pregnant and horny, and I masturbated when I was pregnant. So not before that. Wow. Funny. <laughs> and do you did you do that just with your hand or with a vibrator? At first was just my hand, and then I had like one of those devices that massages your face, and that's what I used on my clit, <laughs> and I got off real quick. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should try. Yeah. I was, was just telling him, I, I can't um, I can't reach a, a clitoral orgasm unless it's me, my hand. And, and a certain position. Yeah. So Jen, you'll come back later, and we will let you experience the womanizer. The womanizer. Have you heard about the womanizer? I have not. It's uh, air technology with a head like this, the size of a, maybe a quarter. And it vibrates and blows air on your clit. On your clit. You place it on your clit. The ring of it vibrates, but it's air technology. 45 seconds. feels like sucking your clit. Oh, That's my what it feels God. Like. Yes, please. I'd like to sign up for this service. (laughs) Now, you see, Eric, we're not going to ask you about how you masturbated growing up because, guys, they have two different ways of doing it. The left hand or the right hand. Exactly. (laughs) I'm a lefty. (laughs) You're a lefty. I'm a lefty, too. (laughs) All right. What about high school? Growing up in high school, were you promiscuous or were you that nerdy little girl in the corner? 
So I'd say I was a little, I was a little of each. Um, in, in certain ways, I was very experimental with my friend group. I decided that I was going to try ladies oh, and nice. get into, you know, some situations there, some threesomes. Um, I, I have this distinct memory of uh, doing hallucinogens and being in a, a basement sleepover with several other ladies. And we all just played. went wild and had yeah. fun and mm-hmm. played. And that was great. Uh, Did I you also, penetrate each other with fingers or toys? Um, just fingers. Okay. Yep. There was a lot of finger action. There yeah. was all, a lot of licking. I think all of us were very inexperienced in um, in the area of toys mm-hmm. and other things. And so we were just riding out the inexperience with wow. one another. That's cool. So you riding got, it out you got by to riding each other. Experience something of the alternative lifestyle even before you came here to Hito, right? Yes. The only thing that I think was negative about that was that I needed drugs oh. uh, and yeah. I needed substances yeah. to feel free. Right. And that's not freedom. Mm-hmm. That's no. imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you recognize that. That's cool, yes. right? <laughs> Step one. Yes, absolutely. And Eric, when did you lose your virginity? Oh, gosh. Um, I consider myself a late bloomer considered, uh, com- compared to all my friends. It was... 17. Oh, I was uh, 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. Welcome. Late <laughs> <laughs> Bloomer Club. I tried it throughout 17, but for whatever reason, I had this anxiety and I couldn't get hard. Imagine, as a 17-year-old, I couldn't get an erection with a woman. Uh-huh. And then something happened when I turned 18. And then well, I think it has to do with self-confidence as well, for right? Sure. You told for me sure. you were not a self-confident young person. I wasn't. I Today, you would never Same. guess that that was the case, but he found it. Somehow, he found it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you end life, not how you begin, right? <laughs> No, that's, I mean, it's okay. Obviously, now you're a very confident sexual person, and um, you have a great sex life. Very, very good. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit later in detail. (laughs) But earlier when we were chatting, you talked a little bit about some uh, experience with body shaming. Can you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I have hated my body for a very, very long time. The look of it, like looking in the mirror or touching it? Uh, not so much touching it. I have no problem doing that. Um, but the the look of it, and and really what it comes down to, I believe, is is comparing my outsides to other my insides and outsides to other people's only outsides. I don't know friends what other or social media or all of the above. You know. So so I, I need to just stop for a second and describe Jen a little bit. Yeah. Okay, you're about five seven. No, taller. <laughs> nine maybe. Ten. Five nine. Six two. Oh, holy Six, moly! Two. I thought okay. it was your high heels. It's okay, exactly. <laughs> Can't wear high heels. I All get right. it. I'm so, like a drunk giraffe. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. She has legs that go on forever. She has beautiful breasts, the most amazing smile, and here's someone who doesn't think she's pretty. I know, right? It's incredible. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So keep going. So I think a lot of that body shaming happened after a particular incident in my life. It was, um, it was traumatic and it took me many, many years of, of therapy and talking with others to get to a point where I could talk so freely and openly about it. But I, my first sexual experience with another person was my virginity getting taken in the form of an assault. Wow. And so I was 12 years old, he was 19, he was mixed and very large there was some um, trauma that happened and uh, a lot of portions of that I don't remember because my my brain did me a service and sort of shut it all down thank goodness my goodness that's terrible yeah well I'm glad you're here of course we're going to talk about the recovery of that in a little bit but thank you for sharing that with us I just want to know like that happened many years ago and you went through therapy 
how did you or have you gotten more comfortable with who you are? And I'm not talking about since you got to Hedo, but up until the point where you got here. A hundred percent. I um I mean, for a long time, it was a source of that body shaming mm. and those, those issues coming up in a thousand different ways in my life. And because I was so young and not expressing it to anyone, I didn't tell anyone what had happened. I felt that shame. And because I didn't share it outwardly, it sat and festered in me. I got to a point where I was able to, um, to realize that I'm here and who I am because of every experience I've had. Wow. And that includes the good and the bad. So, Eric, how did that body shaming work within your relationship? So, I know sometimes I tell Carol how beautiful she is and how much I love her and how sexy she is. And she says, stop. She says, you're telling it to me too much. And, you know, sometimes... Well, I feel it's not sincere when it's a constant. It's just like, you know, it's an expression. But she's also a person who, in years past, wasn't comfortable with her body either. So, how did that translate into your relationship? Uh, um, I feel like I'm going to get emotional just seeing her change. Um, I've told her she's beautiful for, since the day I met her. <laughs> it doesn't seem to sink in, mm-hmm. whatever I do. So to see her experience this has clearly affected us. But to answer your question, if you don't feel good about yourself, you're not going to want to share yourself. So when we started it, it was extremely passionate when we met, you know. And like most relationships, we uh, hit some ups and downs and it just, her lack of confidence with herself split our sex life mm-hmm. quite a bit. My, my perception that that was a big part. And I know my hormones have been through the roof since the day I met her and still are there. So my levels have been... You know, it's been hard when somebody's not comfortable with who they are Mm -hmm. and somebody's just horny 24-7. We could be good friends. (laughs) I'm sorry? We could be good friends. Yeah, so we have beautiful significant others, Uh and I'm glad that they both have experienced Mm -hmm. what it's like now. Did you find that when you guys were having sex, she wanted to do it with the lights off? No, I mean, if so, it was my own insecurities. It Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with her. (laughs) I can assure you of that. A hundred percent, yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to see anything jiggle. Uh-huh. I didn't want to see anything move. So when the y- lights were on, I would just obsess about how I looked, how I didn't measure up, and how things weren't right and couldn't focus on the moment. And did you find that there was only certain sexual positions you wanted to fuck in? No, that I was pretty open with. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a little self-conscious about my butthole for some reason. Like, I don't necessarily want him to, like, see my butthole because I don't have it all bleached and it doesn't look like a porn star's I butthole. I so. know. Is that perfect. terrible that we can actually say that out loud, that we are so influenced by other people? Yep. I just wish that would go away. And, you know, yeah. we're ter- we turned 60 this year and we've experienced a lot of different things. Jen, Jen I got to tell you. Carol says the same thing about her butthole. And I'm just saying, <laughs> we've experienced a lot. And you think as you get older and wiser that you should just say, that's nonsense. But it's amazing how it still influences us. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And it's funny how I, I love mine because I moon her all the time around the house. So. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke where I will come up the stairs and turn to left and he'll be like, hey, babe, what's that? And then I turn around and there's his taint in his butthole. <laughs> I could paint it for memory for you right that's now. That's so funny. So I'm, I'm that's gonna, good. That's good that I'm, you're proud of it. You I'm know? going yeah. sideways for okay. a second. Sure. I'm going sideways. Sure. So, 
guys are always horny. Guys always want to fuck a woman up the ass, right? Have you ever turned around and said, hey, Eric, how about if I do you up the ass? What would, what would the answer be? So the answer for now is that it's an exit only, okay. he says, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because mine, mine is for now as well. Okay. Um, I, I guess I, I just am not, uh, I haven't experimented too much in that area. So okay. it's a not yet for us, you mm-hmm. know, but as far as his butthole, it's off limits. Mm-hmm. Even for a finger? But I think that it's not wait, fair. Wait, 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 wait. wait e- it's even not for a fair. finger? Even for a finger, I think he's... Come on, the prostate is so sensitive. I know, I, I, we've got a lot of not yet that have come up. Okay, so there I, you we go. Say, we I'm, say I'm, never say never, right? Yeah, well, that's what they're I'm saying also. This is ah. cool. For 48 years, it's been an exit only. Right. There you go. And we heard for the first time someone had a very um, all-natural protein breakfast this morning, right, Jen? Uh-huh. Sure did, yeah. <laughs> I swallowed for the first time. First wow. time. Wow. Wow. And I've, I've so always did you a, gag? Did you I, like it? Did you tell us about that experience? Um, I was just, I have just felt such incredible tidal waves of ecstasy and pleasure and attraction to him that I, I was divorced from this mental block of this is subservient, this is something mm-hmm. that I don't want to do, this is gross. All of those thoughts were just gone. Wow. And, and so that roadblock was removed and it just flowed and it felt good. I felt a sense of pride and pleasure wow. in the fact that he was coming in my mouth and that I wasn't having to immediately get up and run to the bathroom. Wow. And, and it, was, it was very satisfying. Well, I think it was for him as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real milestone. I think it's yeah. a real milestone. I don't know if that's required in a relationship, but the fact that you wanted to do it for him because mm-hmm. it was something that you had never done and now it's new and you wanted to please him in that way, I think it's awesome. But what's very cool is you did it for you. Now, when Carol gives me a blowjob, it feels great. When I come in her mouth, it feels great. But when she's done, she says, you know, I did that for me. She's yeah. talking for herself. Yeah, I always suck his cock for as long as I want to. And, and usually he doesn't come in my mouth. It's not a usual thing because I just do it for me. And when I'm done sucking, well, okay, let's do something else. Sometimes it's fucking and sometimes it's getting on with our day. So he gets his cock sucked a lot because I like to suck cock. So I just make it available to her whenever she right. needs it. <laughs> He's such that's a me. good guy. Oh always my gosh. Here to help. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm the cock guy. Well, that's really cool <laughs> that you did that. Now, I, I do have a question, though, because there's different ways of, of swallowing. Did the hole come go into the, your mouth and in the back of your mouth, or did you suck up and down as it was flowing? Like, I had to suck up yeah. and down, and I had to move my tongue a little bit, because when, I, when the gagging starts, it almost feels like I'm going to throw up, okay. and I don't like that feeling, right. so I wanted to avoid the load going to the yeah. very back of mm-hmm. the throat. And so I just did that rhythmic yeah. tongue thing. Yeah. I think I think and you're going to need to practice that more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we should we should get all that. But for some that ladies more. who are afraid that of exactly that, that they're going to gag, that is a good way. And some of it might fall out and down and, and, and fill yeah. your hands too. And that's all good, right? It just yeah. doesn't matter. Here's another position to try. We had Lexi Luna on our show. She's a porn star. And, you know, um, the best feeling for a guy is the sensation of their cock being at the back of your throat Mm. but sometimes you can't get it there in a regular position so she said the woman lies off the side of the bed okay with her head leaning back back, (laughs) and then the guy slides in and it can go in a little further it's we we were just trying that yesterday it's something i've watched many many times Uh i love my wife very much and don't want to 
Do yeah, don't figure out. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so we've we've done that a little bit. We'll keep working on that position. It's interesting too because uh, a part of my story is that I've I've had chronic pain for a long time. Mm. Oh. And I had jaw surgery. Oh. And so I've had a lot of mouth problems. Oh boy, yeah. And that is his number one pleasure point. I mean, and that your jaw is what surgery because of crunch. Uh, Clenching your teeth? Clenching and grinding, yes, yeah. yeah. And the discs went out of place, and they had to go in there and suture the discs in place. And, and so it was a big mess. Yeah. And so that has affected our relationship in such a great way as well. Um, me getting to a point where my pain is under control. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And him knowing, too, that if I start going like this and we're hot and bothered, yeah. he's going to turn it into something else. He'll okay. throw me on the bed and start eating me oh, out. Yeah. Give me a break. Or you know. I could tell you something. We did a whole course on hand jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, sixty-nine different ways. To you get learn a hand how job. to do a, it's the hand jobs to end all blowjobs, and you're gonna love it. I forgot we her need name that right. in our life. Lee Jagger. Lee Jagger, and you want to take a class? Type LeeJagger.com. She is unbelievable Rock with hand jobs. RockTheBedroom.com, and this is a little bit about you worshiping his cock because it's all about him lying there and you just doing him. There's no, there's no fucking. Yeah, really it's like a massage, like yeah, lying on a your cock back. Massage. So when you, when your jaw is hurting, you can just switch it up and do a hand job. Just needs lots of lube and some techniques, but it's unbelievable. You wouldn't know the difference if your eyes were closed. You wouldn't be able to tell whether her mouth was on there yeah, or not. Only, and, <laughs> and that sounds fantastic. And Jaylene Bennis has a brand called Bondage, and she taught us this little trick about enhancing a hand job and a blow job. And you take an electric toothbrush. And you turn it over, okay, just the back part, the plastic part, and you just put it on his perineum, not in his ass, on the perineum, and it vibrates while you're stroking his cock or while you're sucking his cock, and it feels like there's a vibrator going on, and it's just a little $2 toothbrush. Yeah, not a $100 vibrator. You guys are giving us a lot of ideas (laughs) here. Let me write this one down. (laughs) So, um, we've spoken a little bit about your sex life. What else... Before you got to Hito, was your sex life like? Do you have sex every day, twice a day? <laughs> We've been struggling in that area. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, my huge levels of horniness, her chronic pain and lack of self-confidence... So we're, we've been working on therapy. We've been trying to like get the spark back. I think we've accomplished that in this week. But to answer the question, no, we were... I felt, to be honest, just like the guy chasing the wife around the house. Come on, man. Come on. Are we going to have sex? It felt like that to a degree, and I gave space over time, but we've been working at getting back into a good routine. So one of the things that uh, we have been talking about on our show a lot lately in the last year, we've had two um, medical doctors on, one related to female hormones and one related to male hormones, is making sure your hormones are in balance because... That is one of the things that um, allows you to have less painful sex. And for guys as well, um, I'm still experimenting with Cialis and Viagra for, for science. And, and yeah. so far... If you need some help, I can... Okay, perfect. The results are, are so far okay. Great. Right? Pretty phenomenal. Sir. But for a woman, regardless of, of your age, you should have your hormones checked because I know um, ever since Carol went through menopause and she's been on hormones... Her pussy has definitely gotten softer and wetter. And well, what people don't realize is that our hormone levels as humans, you know, our sex hormone levels decrease, decrease as we age. But it's something that 
we live longer now, you know, like we need yes. to keep those at higher levels for a longer period of time because we used to die at 50, 60 years old, you're done. And so that's when the hormones kind of like end their lives. But it's much better and healthier for us to keep those hormone levels, maybe not as a 20 year old, but more like as a 40 year old for the rest of your life. It's healthier for your whole body with brain fog and your joints. Osteoporosis. And your, yes, all of those things. So there's a health benefit, not just libido benefit. So we have pledged that we will be on, you know, um, hormone replacement therapy probably until we die. Him with his Cialis, yes, uh, but that's how it should be. No, and I also get a testosterone shot once a week. And it's funny because that shot is supposed to help boost my testosterone and help me feel better. But every time Carol pulls out that needle, her pussy starts dripping. It's like, ha-ha, the mad scientist. I get to stick him with a needle yeah. once a week. And that so becomes that, our date night. You know, that might be something. Because you could be perimenopausal even at, at 40 years old. So it might be something you want to look at as well. And I get the chronic pain. I get all of that. So, and it's a simple blood test. But just figure out where your hormone levels are and find a doctor who knows how to read them. Because not all regular doctors understand hormones. Yeah. That is a fantastic idea. And yeah. it's not the first time that I've heard that suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get on that when but, you we know, get back. Even if you just rule it out, then you know off the back of your mind that you, you're not yeah. there. And that's okay too, right? If that's not the issue, it's something else, then that's okay too. But also, you don't have to increase your libido. No. Like, you know, there's other ways. For example, I'll just say what we've learned from talking to experts is that it's about the desire. And sometimes when you're responsive, because women are responsive, so you have to get the desire doesn't start you don't wake up in the morning well maybe some people do and say oh i want to have sex but yes guys are are spontaneous yeah. that's why i was ready this morning so yeah. you you have to work it up and it takes time and it takes learning what gets you you know worked up so that you want to have sex you have to learn those things as we age we have to learn what it is and dr Lori batito talks about like going to the restaurant you say well i'm not hungry i don't want to go to the restaurant he says, well, just come to the restaurant. And look but, at the menu. But once you get yeah. there and you smell the food and you look at the menu and you start salivating, you say, okay, you know what? I might have something to eat. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go to the rep- restaurant, then you'll never find that. So that's kind of what we say. When, when we're in a, a stump, he'll say, you know, you want to come to the restaurant with me? And I go, yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's go to the restaurant. Let's see what happens. Uh, and so that c- might be something as well. And it also takes time to get a woman aroused. You know, um, as guys, we get an erection and we want to put it somewhere. Mm -hmm. But like last night we had sex and I told Carol it's all about her. And she was expecting just a pussy massage with my hands. And instead, I just massaged the inside and outside of her pussy with my cock. And I turned her over and I did her sideways very, very slowly and deep. And she was squirming and you saw her... Uh, labia and her her clit just pop out and they, and they and it took maybe 20 minutes a half an hour and now they were ready to play and I put my tongue down on her clit and three fingers in her pussy and it took her a minute to come wow so, but it was yeah. building it up yeah. where if, if the night before she was worshiping my cock and I could have come in 30 seconds yeah so you yeah. know you have to know that it takes longer to get a woman aroused and and as they get a little older it takes a little bit longer and I think there's a lot to be said for emotional connection. Yes. And, and that is one thing that he and I were lacking before this trip, something that we were working on um, reestablishing, is that, that emotional connection, that trust, the, uh, the, the free feeling and free thinking around one another. We had gotten very 
very guarded, very defensive, very much into our day-to-day lifestyles. And then he gets horny and wants to fuck. And I'm like, yeah, you're not even thinking about that. We haven't even cuddled in weeks, you know, and, uh, and not for his lack of trying, you know, he and I have each gone through our phases of putting a little bit more or a little bit less into the relationship. And sometimes I would say to David, you know, you reach out and touch me, but he's touching my tit. Like, can you not just touch my shoulder first? No. You know? No. And I'm naked because I I like to be hardwired. All the time. Hardwired. I'm naked in the house a lot. I love being naked. First thing in the morning, I come down, and then he's there. Oh, my God, your pussy looks so juicy. I go, don't look at my pussy. I just woke up. You yeah. know, like, give me a fucking We're hardwired. <laughs> it's a natural comment. It is. It I don't fall Don't hold so, it against me. So we have to hold them back, and they have to encourage us. So, yes. you know, there's a happy medium somewhere to be found. There and is. a lot of it has to do with communication, and we're going to get right. into communication and everything you've seen here at Hedo in a minute. Yeah, we're just going to recap here and tell everybody that uh, this is we are Carolyn David, as you know, and this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we're having this amazing discussion right here at Hedonism 2. We're enjoying it very much, and... Coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so don't go away. But right now, we're going to tell everybody about topless travel and the amazing trips we have planned for next year. Absolutely. And uh, we are here with topless travel at Hedonism. And if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation and experiences ever, then you simply must book with topless travel from Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, where we are. Desire in Cancun and all the Bliss Cruise adventures, topless travel needs to be your number one choice. Their trips are all about pushing boundaries, exploring your naughty side, and meeting and partying with tons of sexy, fun people. Let's just shout out to their exclusive sexy host couples, including Party Mark, who's going to be here tomorrow with Chelsea, and we're going to start the party. And they're here to enjoy that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Absolutely. And like we are here today, you're going to find us on lots of the amazing topless travel trips. But listen up. We're going to be back at Hito 2 for their sexy silver event for a pre- Halloween week-long bash from October 21st to 28th, and we'd love for you to join us while we're here. And new for 2024, Topless Travel is putting on is putting together not one, but two bucket list trips from which we'll be broadcasting. First, from March 2nd to 13th in 2024, we'll be exploring the ancient pyramids of Egypt, followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the Nile to Jordan. Absolutely. In the second bucket list trip, we're going to be heading to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration glamping in the wild savannah from September 2nd to 11th, 2024. Space is very limited on both these trips. I think both of them are sold already at 70%. So if you don't want to miss these amazing adventures with other sexy, open-minded friends, then go and book your room today. Do it before it's too late. Absolutely. For more information about these trips or any topless travel events, go to thesexylifestyle.com and click the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty, enough of commercials. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we're going to get back to our show with Jen and Eric, who are here at Hito for the first time. And um, now it's time where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So as we mentioned briefly in the last segment, communication is key for great relationships and great sex. So let's talk about your style of communication. What kind of discussions did you have before coming here? Well, did you know about Hito before your friends brought it up to you? We had no idea about this place or really about anything lifestyle related. And so it it was our friend's birthday and he invited us here 
And, and that's when we started doing a little internet exploring and really finding out, oh, there's a playroom. Oh, there's this. Oh, it's the nude beach, you know. Um, so it, it was a very new concept to us both. So I'm going to... How long ago was that? How long did you have to prep to get here? The invite went out in, gosh, November, okay. I think. And okay. it took a... We didn't buy our tickets until, what, a couple weeks ago, yeah. like, are we okay. doing this? Oh, cool, yeah. cool. I was just wondering how long the discussions lasted. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a couple of numbers. So based on research and and the, the lifestyle, the alternative lifestyles are very still still very underground. So there's about four to five percent of the North American population who identify as swingers. There's about seventeen to twenty percent who identify as open-minded and willing to do things above what society says are the norm. But at Hedonism, to where we are, Desire and Cancun, the Bliss Cruises, any of the alternative lifestyle events, only 50% of the people play, which I'm sure you guys have experienced. We're going to talk about it in a bit. So, you know, when you start looking online and you see, oh, Swingers Resort, we want people to know that you can come here and just have a great erotic experience as a couple and not necessarily have to play with other people. Yeah, and that was a must going into this because our discussions involved not wanting to share your partner. Well, being okay sharing with a girl. I like girls. Okay. Right. That, okay. I, that would be an addition, you know, and that has I like been girls his, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. them. I mean, they're beautiful, right? And uh, and it's a lot of fun, and they uh, they add sensuality and the, the body and the breasts and all of that. Just a lot of fun. And um, we had talked about openness in that area. So um, getting his fantasy fulfilled and, and adding a female in so that he could have his dick sucked by two women. Um, and and aside from that, we were pretty closed off. You okay. know, that was the that was the most experimental we were even talking about getting. And, uh, and now the two women that were sucking your cock, Eric, was Jen included or was it two different women? No, it was Jen. Okay. And how did you invite the other person? Uh, well, I understand you did get it, your fantasy fulfilled, right? Yes. So did you go up to the other person or did they volunteer? Well, luckily we have some friends here and it was like another couple. So we were all talking throughout the day. So we were already close and we went to the game room in the evening. Me and her were there with ourselves and they were there. And then as we were leaving... He was saying his wife loves sucking dick. And so I elbowed Jen and I said, ask her now. And she's like, will you help my, me and my husband? She's like, yes. So we went right back in there. They started doing their thing. And I was in another in planet. Heaven. In now another yes. planet. How so would it be cool. if another woman wanted to sit on his face while two were sucking his dick? I would not be opposed. Oh, I think that cool. would be. Aha. I think that would Eric, be. Eric, you It's a new fantasy. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Any other suggestions you want to throw out there? Um, we're all ears. It's funny you say that because the the woman who we did get to participate with us um, mentioned that straight out of the gate. I was telling her what his fantasy was and what we were looking for in this trip, and she was like, "Why stop with two? Why not go for three? Uh, and his his face lit. I perked up. right up. I was like, "I heard but that." That's okay I love to start with one fantasy because now you have time to make another fantasy. Yeah. Well, she, that's good too. The one that was with us the first night last night, she's like, "Well, what do you want to do tonight? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like what's your next?" I'm like, "Wow, you know, I like this." <laughs> we always say that if you've met if you've met a boundary or if you've set a boundary to each other. Um, not to break that boundary on the, you know, while you're in the moment. Don't change your rules. Don't change your rules in the moment. Like, do what you said you're going to do and then talk about a new boundary afterwards yeah. and then try that. 
So that's our advice to anybody who sets boundaries and then in the moment, oh, what about this? What about that? Don't do that. So yeah. Yeah. obviously you guys aren't into different cocks in another vagina and a different cock in your vagina. But what if Eric was fucking you and you were sucking another guy? Would that be okay? Uh, that is actually one of my fantasies. Ah. Good. And so at some point we might get to a point where, where we explore the idea of that. Um, we're definitely not there yet. Mm-hmm. That's, That's okay. a not yet for right now. Yeah. But I, I like I, that I you guys I, are admitting that. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to say him fucking you and you licking a pussy because we know that. That would definitely be. And in fact, when, um, when we were done pleasing him, I asked this very attractive young lady if, if I could eat her out. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done that since high school, yeah. and I, I quite wanted to in yes. that moment. Um, and, and I did also want to say that one of the things that made us feel so confident in coming was that we had those friends reassuring us that there is nothing that will be required or pressured or forced in any way and this entire trip it hasn't I wanted to reiterate that real quick because you guys did start with that question I think even coming by ourselves come you know whoever if you're debating you don't have to have friends here you do not have to talk to anybody else it's what you make of it that's but it I would heard. be impossible for people not to talk to i you. know no <laughs> yeah but i mean you, guys you can are gorgeous. have your clothes on you can do whatever you right. want right you know there's right. certain areas that are meant to be what they are but so, please come so i want to i want to backtrack a little bit because you're talking about your friends who are saying you know you don't have to do what you don't want to do but we know those friends we've been on bliss cruise with them they're a host couple with topless travel and the young lady in that group is her nickname is orgy girl and (laughs) she organizes the biggest fuck fest of orgies around so it's very cool how respect is so paramount in the alternative lifestyle in swinging and here's a couple who are full-on hardcore orgy swingers but they respected your boundaries and let you evolve at your speed and pace yeah yeah absolutely and maybe guided a little bit i'm not sure if you talked to them about certain things if you had questions did they help you in any way guide your ideas everybody even complete strangers will just straight up ask them what's your thoughts what's your fantasies what's your experience what do we do about this and jen has said that uh she's never felt you know unsafe here from the get-go great i think that's very powerful you know a woman can walk around naked somewhere zero thoughts of anything other than freedom so speaking about naked this is your first time at hito Yes. Your first time really experiencing something lifestyle-ish. How long did it take you to get naked, Jen? About an hour. Oh, good. And how did it feel? <laughs> it was the most liberating experience I have ever had in my entire life. Describe it for us. Were you already on the beach? Uh, so he and I were just going to give it a go in our friend's hot tub because they have a, a front row beach view and it was on the nude side. And so they let us know, you know, there's not gonna be any pressure. We're gonna be hanging out in the hot tub naked. You guys bring your bathing suits, whatever you feel comfortable doing. And so we wound up, uh, well, he gave me a pep talk before we went over. And he was ready to be naked. And he told me that I needed to realize how beautiful I was. And he called me a 10. He said that I was a 10. And I don't know why, but it hit differently. I'm sure he said that before. But I, but I felt it. I felt attractive and, and sexual. And, um, and when we went over, I just popped the clothes off and it felt like the most natural thing in the world. And then you slipped into the hot tub, which felt amazing, it right? Sure did. Yes. Yeah, it is a feeling that you can't describe unless you do it. And isn't it cool that you're there 
you're worried about taking off your clothes, but everybody else is naked. Yes. There's no materialism. There's all different sizes, shapes, forms of bodies, and you're just one of the group. And one thing that I do want to say before I forget is this idea of swimsuits. Okay. I don't own a bikini. Oh. I don't own short shorts. Ah. I don't have sexy, revealing, play-ish outfits. You know, I've just been so... I've been controlling of myself, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so just being naked and, and getting acquainted with my body in the sun, in the light, with these other people around, I, I, I just, I, I can't, I don't even have words to describe wow. how wonderful that's wow. been. Mm-hmm. And Eric, what did it feel like for you to take off your pants and slip into the hot tub with all those <sighs> naked people? I, I've been trying to think of words to describe it. You know, uh, insecurities my whole life, being a skinny guy, getting picked on, I'm not manly, my package isn't big enough. Oh my gosh, you're very manly, just so you know. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I love the scruff, by the way, that's very you. hot. Yeah, not shaving at all. <laughs> no, I mean, there are times she sees me flexing in the mirror, of course, so I've got my ego and my uh-huh. confidence, but then there's also a lot of insecurities. Picked on a lot growing up, I'm not big enough down there, the women aren't... And all those crazy whirlwind of thoughts just disappear. Yay. I don't know how to describe it. You take your clothes off. You walk down the beach. There is no sizes. No. There's no body no. shape. No. There's just, I'm getting goosebumps. It's yeah. just. People. It's an experience. And, and I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's yeah. A lot of people that we talk to, guys especially, say, there's no way I'm going to go naked because how am I going to walk around with an erection? I see all these <laughs> Yeah, that's, see, that, that was one of our questions for right, our friends before right. coming. So yeah. how many guys walking around did you see that had this hard rock, <laughs> rock hard erection? I don't think I've seen no. a single exactly. one. Uh, just mine in the room, 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Because people on the beach, it's not sexualized. Yes, it no. gets hot yes. and horny at oh, the yeah. hot tub along the pool. Yep. But guys don't walk around with these perpetual erections. Right. right. Right? Now, if you came up to me and I'm sitting at the side of the pool and asked me to suck my cock, I would definitely get hard quickly. <laughs> but we, we just it's just not like right. that. Right. Yeah. Everyone assumes nudity means sexuality, and it just Absolutely doesn't. Absolutely not. As no. I say, we're nudists, but I don't want David looking at my pussy first thing in the morning because I don't want to be sexual. I just want to be nude, yes. right? And that's the difference. There's it, a difference. Yeah. I think that'll there take a learning a curve, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm, failing, I'm failing that I course, know. not looking at <laughs> well, the Well, we see these the beautiful morning. bodies. Exactly. I was like, you don't want me to talk about those parts? Uh, that's right. Okay, I'll look at your eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying first thing in the morning. I just woke up, you know, like still foggy and sleepy. I need my coffee. Yes. Before you proposition me with yes, your hard you one eye. So here's the question. You had obviously talked a lot. So since November until you finally booked in February, you had these expectations. You had ideas from talking to your friends. Did those expectations turn out to be valid when you arrived? Tell me a little bit about those expectations and, and did it meet up to those expectations? I, the way we live our lives, we try not to have expectations okay. with just about anything. Okay. It's also it's fine to plan for the future, but... We didn't want to get any thoughts going, so of course there were natural expectations, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, we tried not to put too much thought into it, even yeah. though our brains were racing. Um, so I don't know if that answers that or not. But so why don't you tell us about what you talked about when you did arrive? What did you see? What did you like? How did you feel? What were those discussions that you had on day one, for example? We had so much excitement coming into Jamaica, the whole day of travel, and, and in fact, we had a very 
very upsetting, exciting moment when I lost my wedding rings at the oh. airport. What? Before we left. Uh, and I, I took them off to put lotion on my hands. We get to the, the, you know, arrival port or whatever, and I get out of the car, and they just go. And I didn't realize it until later we were able to find them. <gasps> I didn't find them. Uh-huh. I was crying my eyes out. Uh-huh. And this poor woman... I hugged her aggressively wow. for far too long. You see? Just she stopped sobbing. and helped us. I got one of them, and then she's like, are you guys okay? Like, we're in the middle of the drop-off zone at Dulles. There's oh, a, quite a few cars coming yeah. by, so she stops, and she found it. So our, our vacation started off But you know why? It's because this trip was made to happen for you guys to really evolve into something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. and also yeah. get closer. These kind of things, these kind of struggles do bring you closer, right? Yeah. You had so much emotion. You were, you were supporting each other. Yes. and. Wow. Our communication cool. has gone through the roof I got in shivers. the last couple of days. I got shivers yeah. for you guys, but you did find both rings? Uh, yes. yes. It was actually four rings total, oh, four. and we found every single one. Oh, my Very gosh. Like, so with the help up, of some, some, some strangers. Wow. Yeah. Angels came and helped us yeah. out. Wow. And made our flight. Very cool. Worked out. But in, in coming here, I... I guess I had this sort of expectation that we would arrive and it would just be this massive party Uh everywhere. Uh And, you know, maybe there's an orgy in the corner over there. Maybe there's something happening over here. And it wasn't like that at all. It was peaceful. We arrived. Uh, Nobody was really out. Mm -hmm. And and we asked, like, where is everybody? Oh, they're getting ready for dinner. Mm -hmm. It's I love how intimate and small this place is. It's it's large. But it's also right. so comfortable, yeah. and there Not aren't too many massive people. crowds. I hate crowds. Uh-huh. So you know, during COVID, we spent 89 days living here. That's during fantastic January to April of the 2021 first real big winter of COVID, and um, Harry. Shout out to Harry Lang, who's the chairman and CEO and owner, and spends his whole day in the hot tub here um, for keeping Hito open. And at the time when we were here, it was just as the vaccinations were starting. And the only people that were here were either first responders, oh, right? Nice. Who had gotten vaccinated or people who'd gotten COVID. Yeah. And then there was us from Canada who hadn't been vaccinated, haven't gotten COVID. And, and then they shut down the borders of Canada. So, so we, we were here home. the whole time. But at the, while we were here, there was maximum during the whole time, maybe 50 or 60 people. And nobody complained that there were so few people. Everybody said how intimate it was. And this is the type of place that if you have the 580 people who can fit in all the rooms when it's 100% full, or 50 people, it is just a great, intimate, sensual, um, couples connecting place to go to. Yes. Yeah. So you did the playroom. Yeah, tell us about that. We did. That's yes. when he got his double blowjob. Yeah. Okay. Well, right before, well, it's all the same, but right. Yeah. Yeah. So we. Well, um, even describe it and describe. Were the you apprehens- apprehensive for going in for the first time? Yes, very. And that's why we we really benefited from having those friends with us right. just to sort of lead us. Did you go to the BDSM room on the side? Yes. We did. That was actually the first area that we went to did after going to, swing? to the bathroom. That's the first thing we did. The swing? Yep. The swing. Who got on it? Him or her? Me. You? It was fantastic. Yeah. It that is thing is so great. When and I put the Car- chains just smack yeah. in and go in. And he fucked me like a rabbit. 
and just, I mean, so hard got into it. I think other people were walking by and looking. And Did you like that feeling of being an exhibitionist? I, I actually really love that wow. feeling. When I put Carol on the swing and fuck her, she just squirts all over the floor. Yeah. It's just wow. such a turn Yeah, you have her. to put a towel down because you can't walk on the floor after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um I had that experience here obviously for the first time too where we were out in the water on a raft and I just wanted to blow him. I wanted everyone to see what a good job I was doing. I wanted them to see his face. I loved the feeling of those eyes on me doing my thing with my husband. Wow, and I you mean, never would have known that before if you hadn't come here, right? So, so you know, we're, we're getting to the end of the show and, and I, I don't want to miss the point that we started the show talking to a woman who was having issues with body shaming and not liking herself and not feeling comfortable about her sexuality and now she's telling us a story about her being an exhibitionist and sucking her husband's cock in the middle of everyone on the beach how did that happen that's awesome hedo <laughs> and the people here uh -huh. you know just feeling so incredibly comfortable and accepted Safe just all the different body types and personalities and and colors and and everything coming together and just me being one among many mm -hmm. you know that feeling really allowed me to blossom into this sexual being that i was always supposed to be but have never had the freedom to become amazing wow. and as you guys experience more of these lifestyle adventures and uh, trips and maybe clubs at home you're gonna find that the lifestyle is not about sex yeah. it's about the people and the people allow you to have different types of sex that you want to have to strengthen your couple mm -hmm. and even if you're not having sex with other people having sex in the playroom with other people having sex around you is like live porn and it just adds to those Juices flowing. Yeah, sure. Yes. Right. It's and you know it's fodder for sexual fantasies. Absolutely. And you don't need friends here to experience that. Right. I mean, it's easy. It's easy to say second, that right? you know because we had them here, but we could have gone in there. Everybody else should just go in there, and if you don't like it, you turn around and you yeah. walk out. Right. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah. No and pressure. If, right. And if you, if you try it the first night and you're not quite ready, so you'll try again the second night. And you know what? If you come the whole time and you don't end up going in the there it doesn't matter it's yeah. okay you've done yeah. you know you figured out there's your boundary and it's okay to learn where your boundaries are now you know you're an exhibitionist you didn't even know that before i know now that i'm an exhibitionist and that i am a nudist at heart and i will be partaking a lot more in nudity at home that was one of the questions i had for our friends is how do you come back from this yeah how do we return to normal life yeah you know plan the next one That's and right. it's it's come back here yeah. is is one thing but then also looking for those little ways that we can connect you know cooking dinner naked together uh -huh. why haven't we been doing that uh -huh. it's so wonderful to just Grease be naked soils. with my <laughs> husband <laughs> she can wear she can wear an apron on the front we'll keep your package safe we have we have cooked naked together many times and it's just incredible how many things i drop on the floor <laughs> <laughs> yep. not on purpose though right babe not on purpose. Oh, I would never all. do that. <laughs> yeah. But I do ask Carol to wear her nice six-inch heels when she's cooking mm. in the kitchen. And you know the legs that go up in the apron and uh. then she bends over. And one of my favorite visuals is when a woman bends over and you see her pussy from behind. Yeah. Oof. And don't worry about the butthole. I'm with you. I don't like looking at my own butthole either. But he <laughs> does. So that's all that counts. I that's can't right. see my own butthole. So I don't care anymore. Yeah. So yeah. one more question before we get to some final advice. Okay. So before we got on the show today, you had said last night 
you were with your friends and they had talked about doing something and you guys politely bowed out. Just explain how that conversation went amongst the both of you because it's really, it's really um, something that couples and people should know how to not do something that they hadn't already spoken about. Yeah, um, as we've mentioned previously, you know, as you guys have said also, boundaries. You know, we had our boundaries set before we came. Um, we were sticking with them. And then we were in uh, a room and everybody was having a good time and the word orgy popped up and it started making me feel uncomfortable. And so I just leaned to my beautiful wife and said, let's just go enjoy ourselves. And so that communication is like now next level. If I can ask my wife something so you know, intimate in a moment where I'm not feeling comfortable and we just were a team and we just left and we had incredible sex, you know, so it's, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable, but there's obviously opportunities to. So having a strong partner and building that communication, it was just, we went and did our own thing. Like I said, go there. If you don't like it, go there. And the partnership is important. We always say never take one for the team and you, you're not going to go, oh, please come, please come. I really want to experience an orgy. No, no that's not what she we says do. she's out. When you're I'm both out, ready, out, yeah. that's okay. And the one rule we live by in any experience we do in the lifestyle is whatever we do, when we come out of it, we have to come out a stronger couple. Yes. That's occurred already. So yeah. <laughs> For sure. Plain yeah. and simple. So yeah. if you're going into something and it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Yeah. right. Go back, talk about it, reset your rules, your parameters, yeah. and do it tomorrow or the next we day. We didn't want to go home with regrets. Right. We've right. had such absolutely. a great time. Like, let's just stick with our limits. And yeah. if we want more, we can come back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, and you were talking earlier in the first segment about how your emotional bond had kind of wa wavered a little bit. With, yes. your, with life just gets in the way. You're both busy with your jobs, etc. But taking vacations together does add passion. You're, you're, you're hopeful. You're talking about the future. You're talking about fun things you're going to do together. And that definitely adds passion and can spark, you know, you spark something new for you. So even if you don't come to Hito, if you want to add passion back into your relationship, go away for the weekend, for example, if you don't have time to come for a week. Role and do something different. That's where passion comes from. Yes, and make time. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we take vacations, but it's with my stepdaughter. Uh -huh. And she's so much fun to be around and mm -hmm. it's really, really great, but we have to take time for ourselves too yeah. to strengthen that bond. And for sure. And that is something that happens on this this type of trip. Yeah. I would hundred percent recommend Hedo, but if not Hedo, just going somewhere alone, sure. him and I, for the weekend yeah. to to reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've been here we can bring Hedo wherever we go. <laughs> right. Yes. Those those visuals. But so yeah. so um, fantasies. We were talking about fantasies. Quickly, Eric, you you lived one fantasy, a double blowjob. What's the next one on your mind? Because as guys, we always absolutely have them. no. Just having you know my beautiful wife and another woman being able to go back and forth between pussy and mouth. That's one of my absolute favorites. Mm -hmm. So being able to fuck my wife and come in someone else's mouth. Mm -hmm. That's my fantasy. Very and cool. I'll give you another one to add to that. Okay. One woman on your cock, one woman on your face. Yeah, you mentioned okay. it earlier. Well, He's that's agreeing already. Okay, no, no, that was two women sucking his cock oh, and one I, on his okay, face. This got is it. one okay. fucking kid. All right, got it. Well, we still Jen? got tonight, so. <laughs> that's okay. Jen, fantasy. I, I would love to just have a night with another lady and my husband and just just the three of us, you know, to play and to have fun. Um, I also, I, I fantasize about being the center of attention, you know, two guys, one in my pussy, one in my mouth, 
uh, that that seems really really hot to me. And then finally, I think from this trip, I've I've found out that I I kind of want him to fuck me in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. There you, you go. know, in on the beach where nobody can touch, but everyone has to look. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's real hot. Okay, it is hot. I'll tell you my fantasy. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. A woman doing Carol with the strap on, and me doing the woman. Oh, like a chain. I don't even know if that's physically possible, but he loves thinking about it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all Babe, good. your fantasy? Uh, I still have a fantasy that's unfulfilled, but I would like to see David suck a cock. It's probably not going to happen. I like watching male porn. Um, but, yeah, it's okay to fantasize about it. Yeah. It stimulates, stimulates different things, and it's not something we've done, so it's always there as a possibility. So not yet, right? Yeah, it's yep. not that's yet. That's our phrase of the week yes. is, is not yet. So yeah, I like when that. When we decide. Yeah, I like that. Move on. Yeah, and you're going to have a lot of fantasies to, uh, while you're having sex when you get back home. You're going to have a lot of ideas in your head. Verbalize them while you're fucking because you say, remember when this happened and, oh, well, guess who's here in the room with us and start talking like that. Yeah. And, you know, someone's licking his balls or something else, you know, like, I don't know. But you can always and do that. And take out that toothbrush, the electric <laughs> toothbrush. I am totally trying. That. I have an electric toothbrush. Already ordered it from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to let you experience a womanizer a bit later. All right, at the end of the show, babe, some final sexy advice from Jen. We like to leave our show with some good advice. So, Jen, what would you say to another woman in your situation about why they should push their boundaries and step out of their comfort zone? The, The phrase that keeps going through my head is something that changed my entire existence. And it is, fear is having faith that something bad will happen. And it seems like my whole life I've just had faith that something bad will happen. You know, I'm going to come here and people are going to look at me or I'm not going to measure up or, you know, all of these fears and insecurities and and just having faith that something good will happen and not necessarily having to define that, but just being along for the ride and um, and sharing that with with somebody like my husband um, that I think that's the best advice that I could give another woman, you know, let it happen. And, uh, and and free up your mind so that you can just think about your husband's glorious cock. Yay. The glorious cock. You That's know, what I like. We're going we're gonna, to um, go back to a show we did a couple of weeks ago with uh, Ella. And she quoted uh, Emily Nagoski, right? Yes. About the break and the gas. Yeah. And how does that work? Well, it's the, Nagoski talks about it's a dual system where you have your gas pedal because it's going to push you forward, but you also have your brake pedal uh, because wired, hardwired in our heads, we're always looking for danger, but we're always looking for pleasure at the same time. And so, But if you have your foot on the brake, you can't have your foot on the accelerator. So you have to release the brake so you can move forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of how she talks. So you've d- learned right. how to release some of your brakes. I'm right. not sure yes. all of them. Yes. And you have learned to move forward a little bit. And it's a slow process. You don't expect to be a new person overnight, but you've obviously experienced some transformation. Uh, you both have, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah a sexual awakening. Yeah, I Beautiful. love it. That's what wow. I'm calling it. Alrighty, Jen and Eric, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much for having us. This was great. Thank you so much. And like we did today, we're learning more and more every week with all our amazing guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Alrighty, the end of another great show with some amazing guests. Uh, Jen and Eric, we're here. We're going to let them go back to the beach. We want to thank all our listeners for being there and here week in and week out. 
And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe and, of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.